Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Hey, Jamie, you are listening to Lisa Marie Barron, formerly known as WWE Victoria, formerly known as Tina Sarah, and you are listening to In the Room. And if you are not, I am going to squeeze myself through my speaker into your room and give you a widow's peak if you're lucky. <laughs> Nothing to rearrange Sometimes you just Get a feeling like you need Some kind of change Alright, ladies and gentlemen We're back, it's In the Room On the VOC Nation Wrestling Network Check us out on VOCNation.com And on your favorite podcast Platforms as well I'm Brady Hicks Excited to be joined with all of you Here tonight uh, let me introduce the uh, the panel for tonight, at least to start off, start off. We have the lovely Kathy Fitz once again. What's going on, Kathy? Oh, I'm not baby. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I, I, first of all, I, I got to ask you, Kathy, how's your uncle doing? Uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, we'll continue to pray. Thank you. Sure thing. Uh, we also have the one and only maniac Matt Grimm on the line once again. What's going on, Matt? How you doing tonight? Uh, uh, I'm moving up to the third position for the night. Here we go. <laughs> Next up in the batter's box, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't Stro. I don't know what's going on with Stro, but I know he said he had some personal stuff going on tonight. So everybody, keep him in your thoughts and. Uh, yeah, that's where we are tonight. I, I still think we're going to have a good time. Uh, we are. Uh, you know, we're going to talk some wrestling. I got a couple interesting topics, and I don't think we'll need to go too late tonight, but we'll, we'll kind of see how it how it, uh, how it it goes as the night progresses. If you want to call in, be part of the show here tonight, and I see there's already a couple callers kind of lined up. We'll get to you guys in a little bit. Uh, 914-338-1885, and don't forget that uh, we do take you guys in the order that you call in. So if you're in the queue, uh, don't hang up. Just hang tight. We'll get to you, I promise. Uh, lots to talk about tonight. Uh, right off the bat, and this is something that kind of jumped out at me, Matt, and I, I, I found it interesting because I think since AEW started, the uh, the common theme for people has been, well, you know, they got Jericho, they got Moxley, whatever, uh, those guys are going to go back to WWE. 
they're going to go back to WWE when their contracts are up and and you know the, and that's just how it'll be because they're WWE guys. Uh, well, the two guys I mentioned, Matt, have now been extended for, uh, three <laughs> for years. quite a while. <laughs> yeah, Jericho is, I think, 2025, and Moxley might – I was going to say Moxley is like Moxley. five, isn't he? He's like two, 27 yeah, or something. Yeah, Holy five Matt. years for Moxley, three years for Jericho. Yeah. So, so they're committed. And, look, I yeah. remember saying or at least thinking years ago when people were saying these things, they were like, I don't know. Does Chris Jericho really need WWE money anymore? Like, if he's having fun in AEW, I think he's at a point in his life where, you know, if he wants to go and do his music thing um, and he doesn't want to have to worry about taking time off to go do that, I think he's got a better deal for himself in AEW. And um, it seems that for whatever reason, uh, he feels that he's got a, a better spot in AEW right now, too. So I'm not surprised that he re ups um, I can't say I'm surprised Moxley re-upped for as long as he did either, uh, considering how unhappy he seemed coming out of WWE. That even with the change in leadership, maybe it's just I, – I mean, I don't know. I'm speculating here, but maybe it's just too corporate of an environment for him, and he just doesn't want to be there. And then plus they have his wife well, I, now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I was gonna say, I, because there, it, it's no, it's no um, surprise that those two announcements kind of broke right around the same time. I'm sure Renee signing a deal was a huge part in Moxley re-signing. You know, just because it's the opportunity to kind of be on the road together. Um, as far as Jericho goes, I know there was some uh, backstage power that they kind of gave him with this new contract as well. He's going to be like some sort of a creative director, and he's in addition to mentoring some of the young talent, which he enjoyed doing. Um, he's not getting those kind of opportunities in a Triple H run WWE. Um, and, and I'm not going to pretend to be backstage and know like how they interact or whatever, but it, it really has been no secret over the years that like Jericho and Hunter haven't been best friends. It's not that they hate each other. They're just usually not on the same page of business. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, it kind of makes sense to me. The only thing that – I mean, and the only thing that surprises me a little bit with Jericho is that I would think he would want that Hall of Fame ring just as a pure vanity type thing. But you know what? The way Hunter is, I, I mean – I wouldn't be surprised to see an AEW guy go into the WWE Hall of Fame at some point. Just because that, they're that under contract doesn't either. mean you can't do that. Because it would be a huge it would be a huge money thing for them, and it would be a huge high profile thing for WWE to do it. Yeah, I, I don't think so. that's out of the question at all. I mean, look, they already had him on Broken Skull uh, sessions with Steve Austin, so right. Right after WrestleMania. What else? Yeah, (laughs) I don't know what else to say. He's Chris Jericho. He he transcends individual companies. I I mean, I would think so. And again, the AEW schedule just makes sense. You know, he can kind of do his own projects, and um, he'll creatively he'll be allowed to reinvent himself as much as he wants. We we won't have to hear that stupid "Break the Walls Down" song for a while now. Uh, So, I mean. All in all, I guess it's good. By the way, Bryce Harper just hit a home run. If you guys are Phillies fans, I I think you both uh, are. So yeah, it's, uh, I'm watching it. One nothing Phillies. 
one nothing Phillies. Does anyone know my lovely play? wife just walked into the room. Come on in. Come on. My lovely wife just walked into the room. What's going on? Hi. Want to say hi to everybody? Hi. Hi, Cal. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> they said hi. Go Phillies, one nothing. All right, cool. Yeah, so as far as Jericho goes, I yeah, I mean, it's a, listen, it's a coup for AEW. I don't care if the guy's 52, 53 years old, whatever he is. Um, he's in great shape right now. Uh, he can still wrestle. Uh, the younger wrestlers all seem to love him, which is great because, like, he has a great relationship with a lot of them, and it's affording him the opportunity to kind of be there to help them grow. And he seems fully committed to that rebuild, too. So, I, like I said, I, I think it's great all around. If he's coming back to WWE, he's just doing short one, two, three month stints for major pay per views. So, yeah. 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 And it's the same Jericho that we've always gotten, by and large. So, I think it's. Yeah. Nice. I think just for him, he's like he he's in a better spot in AEW than he would be going back to WWE. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the other interesting development, and it's kind of opposite of AEW, but at the same time, it's not. Um, both company and WWE, like they're actively trying to get back as much talent as they chased away these last couple of years before AEW and some of these other companies signed them. I mean, they have two major main roster shows and every single week you're seeing two, three, sometimes even four debuts on each of them. And I, 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 I kind of said it before, like it's not sustainable because at some point you're going to have to start pushing all these people that you're resigning. But the, by the same token, what you've got right now is both companies are just trying to grab as much talent as they can so it doesn't get to the other side. This is the beginning of the real war that we've been talking about for three years. So, Do you really think that's, that, that's what it's, it's going to come to? Well, what do you mean? Like, I, I think that, yeah, I think at this point um, – you're seeing more money being thrown around for talent that you ever have because there's a viable option for each side, you know, for anybody that's a, a free agent right now. <clears throat> that's why MJF is like the kind of threats that he's making, whether it's like real or worked or whatever. Um, it's legitimate in a way because like, yeah, if he rides out his contract, uh, you know, we could be looking at the first – I, I, and I'm not saying it's going to happen with MJF or even like in the immediate future, but we could soon be looking at the first um, eight-figure contract. You know what I mean? Because most wrestlers for, now for, are in like the, MJF. Well, that, maybe not him per se. I said, but like I think yeah. in the foreseeable future the demand is going to be driven up to the point where we're going to start seeing people make tens of millions a year. Wow. As opposed to making like, like what did like Hulk Hogan or like the outsiders make like two or three million back in the day in the nineties. 
Undertaker, Stone Cold. Like, I think they're all, like, three, four million. I I don't think we've come close to, like, ten plus. And I think you're going to see it real soon because all you need is somebody that both companies covet that much that could go either way. Both sides have the money. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe I'm talking I, out my ass. I don't I just wonder if it really is – I mean, okay, so hypothetical scenario. Let's say MJF yeah. leaves AEW next year when his contract comes up and right. – uh, 2024 when his contract comes up and, and he goes to WWE. Yeah. Does it matter? If, if your shows are not on head-to-head and you're not actively competing for viewers, does it really matter where he goes? Uh, does it matter to him? Or to, I mean, it to, matters to, to the fans, company. To the think. product. Oh, I'm to, sure it matters. Well, to the fans, no. I mean, does it matter to the, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, to I the fans, no, it doesn't changes. matter. Right, right. Unless you're somebody who says, I won't watch AEW or I won't watch WWE, it shouldn't matter. <clears throat> you know, but... Yeah. To the companies, I mean, it matters. If they see MJF as like a major piece that could be like a centerpiece for the next 10, 15, 20 years, and he is what? He's like 25 right now, maybe 26. I mean, he could be a major piece for the next 20 years. You know? Um, You haven't really had somebody like that since Randy Orton, who was a blue chipper from their early 20s. So it's interesting. It, it's it's cool. And and from the wrestler's perspective, it's great because it provides the checks and balances that you don't get because that you otherwise wouldn't have because of the competition. You know, it's it almost makes up for not having a union in a way. Because what's going to happen when? And again, I'm talking out my ass here, but I'm, I'm kind of conjecturing for the future. Like, when Tony Khan starts throwing in health care as part of his package when you sign with the company, it's going to shift the entire landscape. Because either WWE is going to return in kind, or they're going to lose a lot of talent. So it's interesting. We're in interesting times right now. Go ahead. It is. I, I was just going to say, I think both companies need to figure out what the sweet spot is for them in terms of their roster size because, yes. I, like, WWE had a bloated roster a couple years ago, and then they trimmed it down so much that even as recently as, like, four or five months ago, Raw and SmackDown felt like they were operating on a skeleton crew. And yes. now – WWE starting to get that bloat feel again where it's like, well, okay, you can't push all these people. And I kind of think Tony Khan has been learning that lesson the hard way over um, over the last year or so where, you know, just all these acquisitions that, like, nobody's getting television, the, the television time to make it worth paying them what they're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and basically what I'm talking about here, I'm not talking – all the members of the roster, because I think over time, 
what's going to happen is that these companies are going to start trimming the talent that they're paying that they're not getting much from, you know, and you're going to see big names that haven't really been a focal point for years. I'm, I'm talking like the big shows and the Mark Henrys. And I'm trying to think of somebody in WWE who's in the same kind of spot. Um, Dolph Ziggler. But basically, Dolph Ziggler, yeah. You're going to see these guys that are getting paid a lot of money, and the companies are going to finally figure out that they're not necessary. And even if they go to the other company, they're not going to be able to do anything with them because their rosters are full too. So, But what I'm talking about is like, it's affecting probably about the top 20% of the performers. You know, I'm talking the main event and just below that level. Uh, when Finn Balor's contract comes up, I guarantee you he's making a lot more money out of a WWE or AEW offer than he did under Vince when he was doing the contracts. I can guarantee you. Oh, yeah, I, I you know. believe that. But... But, yeah, no, so – I and it's interesting to me, and, again, I was one of those people that was saying, oh, yeah, like Jericho will be back in the – I thought Jericho would be back in the WWE by this upcoming Royal Rumble or the next one, whenever his contract was up. I guess it's up in January, technically, although now he extended it. So um, to say all this stuff, I haven't put a lot of thought into it because I really didn't expect – these guys to re-sign, and I think it's going to create a domino effect in the industry. I really do. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, like, the next wave goes. Like in, say, another year. I think it's another year when Brian Danielson's contract comes up. Does he go back to WWE because his wife is there, or does he continue to do what he's doing? I think he's going to continue to do what he's doing. I think it's a lot easier on his yeah. body with the schedule. I think he has a lot more creative freedom. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think it's a, it's a good thing, you know. Uh, the only guy who's going to be out in the cold in the main event scene is probably CM Punk. Uh, he overplayed his hand. Yes, yes, he did. Yes, he did. <laughs> Uh, we could, I, well, I let's feel get, like we could yeah, sorry, go ahead. write a book about that. What did you say, Kathy? I said, boy, did he ever overplay his hand. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he overvalued himself a little bit there. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, we're going to go to the phones and, uh, real quick and, and up first. Uh, so this is an interesting one. This is a new caller. Uh, area code is Maine. So uh, we're, we're going to area code 207, and you're on in the room. What's going on? How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, what's your name? Uh, this is, is this Brady and Brandy? Brady? This is this is Brady, yeah. Yeah. Who's this? Uh, X-Pick. What? Ice pick? X, X pick. X pick. Oh, what's going on, X pick? How you doing tonight? You don't get X you pick, me? Heat, do you? You remember me? <laughs> BHH? From Kimaki? Who is it? I'm B- sorry. B- oh, Tim! Tim! Yep. 
You threw me off because you got a you got a two hundred seven area code. What's going on? I'm not sure you. You you're up in Maine. Yeah, I moved up here a few years ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. What, what's uh? Thanks for calling in, <coughs> guys. I used to work with this guy at the Acme, probably at the Acme. That tells you right there. Uh, probably twenty years ago, maybe close to that. It was longer than that. <laughs> Yeah, it was longer than that. <laughs> you still watching wrestling, bud? Oh, yeah. The day I die. <laughs> now, are you an AEW guy or a WWE guy? Usually uh, WWE, I kind of go more into AEW because it's getting more freaking action, I think, sometimes. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, so we were just talking earlier. like, So Jericho and Moxley both re-signed with AEW and I... Both were guys, at least certainly Jericho, I thought, was going back to WWE for sure. Uh, what do you think that means for the kind of future of the company? I mean, having a big signing like that, you, you know he's not going back to uh, WWE right now. I think it's better than AEW instead of WWE. Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It, it definitely is an interesting thing. <laughs> and uh, Matt, I was even saying, like, um, it even kind of, like, frames the Bray Wyatt thing a little bit. Like, if they paid a lot of money to him to come back, it's like it all makes a little bit more sense now, you know, just because they're stocking up. I mean – Stocking up on high value guys, I should say. So, you know, I feel like I'm you know, I'm in the minority. <laughs> but you're not a Wyatt. You're not a Wyatt guy. I everybody forgot. else. I yeah, love no. Wyatt. Tim, what do you think <laughs> about Bray not. Wyatt? What do you What do you Who? think about Bray Wyatt, Tim? Bray Wyatt. I'll bet you got a big old beard like him, don't you? No. <laughs> Next pick. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that one. What was my name? Do you remember? B-H-H. B-H-H. We all had Matt. We all had different DX. That is it. Yeah, we each had a different, like, spin on the D. We had DX at, at the Acme. Uh, it was uh, X-Pick. Brady Hurstick. That was B-H-H. Who, who was, uh, what, what was Joey? You remember? And Jamie. Jamie was the guns. I, how do you remember this? The guns. Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I forget. Yeah, I, it's amazing to me that you remember this stuff. <laughs> You're funny, man. So, what are you doing up in um, Maine? Like, that's pretty much Canada, right? Like, do you, do you like go moosing a lot, or are you like along the beach? Um, go the mountains. I work at a school department, and I'm married. I got three kids. Wow. Okay. Now, have you I mean, ever accidentally are... driven into Canada? No. <laughs> I know somebody who did that. They like, got chased by a bunch of Mounties on Lake Moose. Yeah. Oh, X-Pick. The good old days. Bringing it back. Yeah. Never getting older. <laughs> <laughs> getting too old. Yeah. Well, it was great to talk to you, brother. You too. Get you later. Yeah, call back sometime, definitely. All right. <laughs> See ya. Yes. All right. <laughs>
That was great. I forgot about X-Pick. It was BHH, X-Pick, Joey Gunn. I forget the other kid's name. It's Jamie something. We all had names. Probably Jane BK. That's probably what it was. I, I don't remember. It was a... <laughs> Did you guys like moon your boss or like or like chain him up in the bathroom or anything like that? Uh, no, but amazingly, I mean, you know, we we did slack off a lot, and uh, amazingly, we all kept our jobs in spite of adopting the uh, the DX lazy fair attitude. So I was gonna say, but when he told you to get out of the out into the out into the out into the parking lot and, and push the cars back the carts back up, you guys you guys still did it, right? Like you didn't you didn't spray paint like DX yeah. on them or anything and pile no, them up we in the office we or anything didn't. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. We, uh, we were all such rebels back then, I, weren't we? I remember the one kid he had up there he was supposed to be pushing carts in like to the checkout area and um he hid underneath a car when the boss went looking for him. And she's, like, having us walk around the lot, like, looking for him. And I, like, kind of, like, I walk past the car where he's underneath, and he's, like, like that. And I look over, <laughs> and he's laying on his back, crotch chopping, like Joel Embiid, underneath the car. While Why the boss is looking for him in the parking lot. under a car? Why did he hide didn't want to, like, push? I don't know. He hit though. Quick, why, why didn't he just quit if he didn't want to do it anymore? <laughs> like, why are you hiding? We were immature. Like, we were getting money to didn't... coming to find you. <laughs> we were getting paid to do almost nothing, so I guess it was a sweet deal. So not not unlike being a WWE talent, you know. Now I'm only playing. Uh, <laughs> well, at one time, Ouch. I guess. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna bring on Stro. I think this is Stro. Uh, hopefully he's, how, how you doing tonight, man? What's going on? Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah. Just getting a little rough day, but I'm um, great to be with you guys. Uh, sorry. You know, sorry you had a bad day. Oh, it's, it's all right. It's unexpected, but, um, yeah, I'm just coming unexpected. around. Just, uh, yeah. Really unexpected okay. stuff. <laughs> but, yeah. Bad but I'm, yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm well, good. we're glad that you're here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I we, mean, uh, it's the a... conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was talking, well, one of my old uh, DX stable mates just called in. We we used to all work at a supermarket together, uh, and oh, cool. um, we each we each had like a nickname, kind of like a DX variation. So he was X Pick, and I was BHH, and there were two other guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He That's didn't remember all the I think it was like Joey Gunn, and I forget who the other one was, but we each had a name, basically. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, they, those were our hijinks. Those were our hijinks. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that, uh, you know, I know you see the interviews that Triple H, them talking about how uh, they got in so much trouble back then doing all kinds of stuff, like with the censors and the networks and everything. Wow. Like, like USA sent that angry letter and they turned it into a skit? <laughs> like it almost doesn't even sound believable because like if I got in trouble and like I was worried about losing the network that's probably not what I would do mm-hmm. yeah right so. that was crazy old Hunter didn't care about that stuff <laughs> old Hunter didn't care oh. you're right honestly old didn't care. 
<laughs> yeah. I that was before he got his lobotomy in two thousand two. So <laughs> he came back a different man. He did. He did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> Matt, I sent you the. Uh, sorry, I sent you the uh, the the kind of program earlier. Did you have a chance to look into any of the stories that? Uh, I, I, I've looked. That I, I've looked into all. It's of them okay if you didn't. Each one was. No, I looked at all of them, and each one was more stupefying than the last. So where do you want to start? <laughs> Well, I okay. I'll, I'll give you the choice. How about the RVD stuff or the Lashley story? <laughs> we're gonna get to them both. I just want to make sure that you have a chance. All right, let's start. Let's get the semi-serious stuff out of the way with RVD and CM Punk, and then we'll just get to the ridiculous RVD. stuff. The semi-serious stuff. So RVD said that CM Punk. Um, he said he takes himself too seriously, which I think a lot of people can agree with, Kathy. Um, yeah. <laughs> RVD proceeded to talk about how he's learned the joys of dating strippers. And he thinks CM Punk is a lot like a stripper. In that oh, strippers many times take themselves too seriously. The key is to find a stripper who doesn't bring her gimmick home with her. He thinks that CM Punk is a stripper who thinks way too highly of herself and brings the gimmick home at night. <laughs> you I, laugh. It's okay. I, I, I think it's insane. I, I mean, it's <laughs> I way too much weed recently. <laughs> yeah. More than normal. Uh, I, I kind of think I understand the point he's trying to make in that. Okay. Um, Take a stab. I don't know. I, okay. I, I look at it kind of this way. Um, as a Philadelphian who loved ECW when it was around, um, yeah. in my teenage years when, you know, I was much less mature and uh, certainly less wise. Um, but you go and look at that company. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw one name out at you. Terry Funk. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. Everybody in that locker room respected him, right? Yeah. You're right. I mean, it, it was it was obvious, and, and it was obvious that they that they looked up to him, and that you know behind the scenes, he was you know imparting wisdom to the younger generation that was there. Um, yeah, I feel like CM Punk talked about doing that when he first came back to AEW. Yeah, and instead of settling into a Terry Funk like role, which was. <laughs> You know, having having violent, good matches with younger people, but putting all of them over. Mm-hmm. Punk just started going over everybody, and less than a year later, he was holding the title. And yeah. I guess it was just hard to justify why this guy who is, how old is he, 42, 43? Right. Not that that's, not that that's old, but... <laughs> probably the same age Terry Funk wrestling. probably was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Terry may have been slightly older than that, but he probably wasn't. He probably wasn't that much older. Um, he was middle aged and crazy. <laughs> yeah, middle aged and crazy. Yeah. This, right. But I, I don't know. I just feel like maybe he came like, and that's. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make here is maybe he came in thinking too highly of himself, thinking that he, you know, maybe not in this analogy being viewed as the Terry Funk of AEW, but you right. know. 
the Terry Funk of ECW wasn't there to win the world title and to put himself, you know, or not to put himself, but to be put ahead of all of the other younger people that they were trying to establish as the future. Whereas CM yeah, Punk, I love like, I'm sorry, there's uh-huh. no way to say this other than his era was 10 years ago. Yeah. I love, no, I love the promo that Terry Funk with, did with Raven when, in the locker room. <laughs> Remember that? Do the voice. <laughs> I love he your was, impression. He was, he was trying to make Raven mad, right? Remember that? Yeah. Was, <laughs> well, so Raven what do you say? Ever, well, it was close to Funk or Evermore, you SFB, right? You know, oh my God, it was so funny. <laughs> and, 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 and Raven's been like the most genial voice ever. Like, this kindest sounding man. <laughs> yeah, he's like a grandfather. But he would he would rip your face off with a razor blade if he could. It was crazy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he would he would skin you if he had to. Yeah, I I did a show with him one time where the locker room was literally in a line around the locker room waiting to talk to him, and he's sitting there like friggin' Santa Claus in the corner with his like overgrown chair, just entertaining people as they came up to him. It was amazing, you know. Um, now. To make that – to kind of draw it back to CM Punk and um, maybe be a devil's advocate for him in a way, Matt, you know, if Taz came out and talked about Terry Funk in an unscripted promo in the same way that, um, you know, Chick Magnet Punkers was talked about, then maybe maybe Terry Funk would have had an issue or two. You know, there was he a lot of that thrown his way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Had so much, he would have so much fun with CM Punk's name, though, in promo. Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hey, I, guys, I just mean, I think, I think Terry that... Funk would come unhinged if people didn't respect him. Exactly. Like that, you know, it might have, there might have been a receipt in the ring, not not on a, you know, a press conference, but still. Or a scrum. Yeah. Okay. yeah. A scrum. Yeah, I just found it. And we also don't really know what was what was happening backstage that inspired Adam Page of all people to seemingly go off script. Because when that initially happened, if like when I watched that, I had I didn't even pick up on anything on television. It wasn't Me until either. Punk gave that verbal receipt months after the fact that I was like, well, wait, what the hell I mean, did I miss? Right. I and I, so mean, I just I, I don't I, know. There's, I think there's too much. There's too much that happened backstage that we don't know about to fully to fully understand right. it. I, I, I think so too. I, no, one time. Are yeah. you a beast? <laughs> Are you a little <laughs> beast? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Now he just runs around with the little stinger, <laughs> which ironically is what almost made him retire. The little stinger. Um, no, but seriously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> no, but like when Hangman Page said that about Punk, I just thought, oh God, like they're doing the same angle they do every time they bring in a celebrity for WrestleMania, which is like you're taking the roster spot from somebody else, somebody who cares, basically. The implication is the celebrity doesn't care or somebody else deserves a WrestleMania match more than for example, The Rock, because they've been wrestling there all year. And that's basically, I think what he was trying to do, I just assumed that the office was kind of 
behind it, you know. And I had thought that the CM Punk thing was a work until I actually kind of watched the scrum, and I just thought, like, unless they're trying to turn CM Punk into the biggest heel ever, which doesn't really make sense, then there's no reason to do that. So it was interesting, yeah. you know. But I don't think – I, I, I'm not saying he always deserves it, but I don't think that CM Punk has gotten the same level of respect that other veterans of his age have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that uh, goes along that has to do with his personality, though. Oh, well, I'm sure I mean, it does. I mean, talk- yeah, that's grum. The way he talked about Adam Page, man, I'm like, good. I can believe he was. I know. Like, I could see why hmm. they have a backstage fight over that. I could totally see that. You know, mm-hmm. Adam, even if Adam Kenny Page Omega didn't do anything, that, like, yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. No, I was just going to say, even if like. Kenny Omega didn't do anything but move the dog out of the way and get bit in the neck or whatever. I mean, apparently, <laughs> you know. Phillies <laughs> are up to nothing. It's just a joke, Matt. You can't take anything I say seriously. I know, I know. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. I was, I was Another one? Adam Page doesn't strike me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ooh. See, my my live feed must be behind yours because he he just got strike. Oh, home run! Yeah, my live feed is behind yours. Yeah, I, it just I came up there, so we must be Bryce Harper was shocked. <laughs> Sorry, bro. We're doing a mixed sports show tonight. It's like the old days with DJ. This is what he used to do. He'd sit there and watch oh, TV cool. while we were on the. Uh, yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Kind of four hundred eighty. On the split screen? <laughs> Night yeah. Philly. Exactly. They're, we got three teams playing tonight. The Flyers, the Sixers, and the Philly. Oh, big Are the night. the Sixers winning? I don't think they started yet. No, they did. They were playing earlier. They were they were winning by like two. Let me say, Sixers. Not that it matters. It's game one. Oh, yeah. They, they're losing uh, 103 to 94 with about 10 minutes left. Figures the Sixers would dampen the city. Of course, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. It's just the first game. It's a long season. Yeah, yeah. It's a sh- but it's a shame we don't do, like, a video version of the show anymore, Stro, because it would be the equivalent of, like, you know how, like, the wrestlers just stand around backstage and watch the monitor while there's a live show going on. And then they record the wrestlers <laughs> watching the show. That's what our video mm-hmm. feed would be right now. It's just... Me watching. I, I, I wanted to talk about Bobby Lashley, Matt, before you get off the air. Cause <laughs> I just have a feeling that this is something that <laughs> – I don't know if you well, guys we, heard yeah, this, but Bobby Lashley – into an interview, and, and Dustin, I see you're, you're hankering for a call. You're up next, so just hang tight. Um, but Bobby Lashley, he proposed to Vince McMahon an angle. Stro, Kathy, did you guys hear this? No. It is hilarious. No. No. Bobby Lashley went to Vince McMahon and he wanted to do it on an angle where he got depression and he gained like 80 pounds and lost his figure. <laughs> and then oh he would God. fight his way back to being in shape. And that would like, be like uh, the redemption of Bobby Lashley. And he'd be more, and Vince was like, you're crazy. Like, like he'd never it? be able to like lose 80 pounds. And then what's that? And, and kind of like Ben Stiller and dodgeball. <laughs> Remember he 
It gained all that weight after Chuck Norris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. You know, it's like, like it's like uh, I, I just it's like the diet. Guru. I have to like the diet guru. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I just like did, was he like on a plane sitting next to Christian Bale one night? And they just got to talking about like about like method acting and how like how really committed. He would just like completely transfer. Like he could tack on a ton of weight or get really skinny. Right. And like right. he was just thinking, hey, man, that's commitment. That's commitment to the craft. I want to do something like that. Yeah. It's like no, Bobby. It's method acting, and it's and uh, it's, it's it's psychotic. Like you don't need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just picture, like, him being backstage with, like, whoever the authority figure is, and they're like, you know, Bobby, you don't fit in your clothes anymore. And he'll just be like, you know, we have all these options for larger figured fellows, you know, blah, 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 blah. And Bobby Lashley would be like, you know, I, I refuse to be degraded. I'll wear the moon. You know? <laughs> like, like, I'll wear the moon. <laughs> Remember, Bobby... <laughs> If you wipe the chicken on the wall and you can see through it, it's your window to weight gain. <laughs> how how the, great the would it have been if they'd the, gone through with this? Yeah. <laughs> would have been amazing. Like, if they had gone You'd through still be with trying this, to lose and then, it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, when it's time for him to lose all the weight, they could, like, bring in Daniel Day-Lewis to be, like, his on-screen consultant <laughs> on how to, like, you know, ah. how to, like, get himself yeah, back into yeah. shape after, afterwards and everything. <laughs> I was, I was going to give him, like, a little, like, Richard Simmons-type fellow to follow him around being, like, lift and lift and jump and jump. <laughs> yeah, it would have been amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just picture him, like, uh. with the with – the, I just picture him with the friggin' like like the roll on his belly when he sits down. <laughs> uh, I, before we even, it's like how how does he get to that point? Like, so what what would Lashley's routine have been? Would he have just stopped going to the gym and just start eating crap, just to pack on I, as I much guess. pounds as quickly as possible? Maybe he oh, just man. wanted to Bobby string Lashley together a bunch of cheat days. Like, yeah, just like just rolling into like a drive-through and just getting something like, oh like, like eight cheeseburgers and like five <laughs> orders of fries and just destroying right. it himself. I, I can't imagine Bobby Lashley going from what he looks now to like Keith Lee size. That's what I mean. Lord. Like it's it's laughable. It's so insane. But it's true. Wow. <laughs> he had, true. He had to have been. <laughs> he had to have been in first class with Christian Bale. That's the only way some an idea like this come, comes forward. I just picture like Keith Lee going to him, be like, "You stole my gimmick." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Keith. I'm just playing. My God, can you imagine though? Hmm. Like, oh man, talk about a way to make things easier on yourself on the road. You know, no more like. Boiled chicken and, no, and and dry salad. No more gym. It'd be amazing. Yeah. No more gym. Get to sleep in. Could have a couple beers. Mm-hmm. I closed oh, the yeah. bar with him. I don't even think he touched a drink the whole night. Mm. Man. <laughs> Goodness gracious. I love it. You know, I really Jake, got after that. Jake Roberts. <laughs> Vince got after Jake Roberts. You know, Jake was telling me Vince got after him one time because. He was starting to work out really heavy in his uh, feud with Macho Man, Randy yeah. Savage, and yeah. uh, 
and and you, and you see like those those promos during that time, and Jake was looked pretty jacked, right? And he's like, Vince, I said, what are you doing? You're killing your gimmick, <laughs> right? He's you know, like every man, right? Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know if you saw, but they just had a a, a, a convention, and uh, Jake Roberts he took a picture with Cheryl, his ex-wife, mm-hmm. of the Rick Rude tights, like that Cheryl. Yeah. Man, did they look wild. different. But that was cool. That was a really cool picture, though. Yeah. God, that, that was, was like, wild. one of my favorite Rick Rude things ever. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, I miss Rick, – Rick was awesome. I, I miss him. Yeah. Jeff, I saw oh, a friend of yours on Saturday, Sunday. Oh, who was that? <clears throat> Mr. Bagwell. Oh, did you? How, oh, how's, how's, Again? How's Let me tell you. <laughs> everybody had a line. Uh-huh. Even Jimmy Red had a line. Nice. No one went near Bagwell. No one knew who he was. Oh, my God, really? Wow. He stood there with a hat on. Yeah. With a clutch. Was it a top it. hat? Because I would know it was him if he was wearing the top hat. No. <clears throat> okay. And he just stood there. No, no one went over to him. That was so sad. I heard Maybe his mom he wouldn't even mail. handle his money. I was Maybe he did the American Males clap. You know, that would have got some <laughs> I was so tempted to call Stevie Ray and go, Stevie, let me send you a video. <laughs> yeah, but he's oh. doing that. <laughs> it's like that scene in The Wrestler, right? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> ah, that's a shame. Maybe Virgil should have came back. Let me show you how it's done, bro. But I got to see Shark Boy. He said hello. Oh, how, oh yeah, shark. yeah. Oh, oh, he's a, I've been he's talking with guy. him. We're going to try and get him on the show. I, I forgot that. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I love Shark Boy. Still rock and roll. Matt, were you on the show when we interviewed Shark Boy? That was a fun interview. No, I wasn't. <laughs> That's okay. You wouldn't know oh, he was okay. Shark Boy unless he does a Stone Cold imitation. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what he looks like. You don't really know I what he sounds that. like unless oh he's doing God. Stone Cold Shark Boy. Shell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so Ricky and Robert was there too. Nice. Ricky and Robert, Cole Cabana was there. Oh, Colt. Okay. Oh, wow. We're just talking. Is, it, is this the same one? Is this the same one that had Jake and Cheryl? No. I knew there was a couple uh, going on. You were at the one with Bryce Remsburg. That one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Motor City Machine Guns. Um, nice. Hangman Page. Dan Housen. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Uh, Alpha Junior. Did Dan House uh, encourage was... anybody? No. <laughs> oh. I always <laughs> hope he's going to. And um, it was very sad to see Dean Malenko there. Oh, oh yeah, right. I'm sure. He's not in good shape, right? No. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he actually had a, he looked at me and was like, he hesitated and he went, oh, hi, Cash, how you doing? Yeah. That's sad. And, um, 
<clears throat> Godfather was there. What is it? Yeah. No, that's cool. Um, Reminds me, like, like Steve Mongo McMichael had his birthday, like, today. Yeah. Or yesterday. I think it was today. Yeah. And they were putting right. up all these pictures. He doesn't even look like – he looks like a shell of himself. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. He has ALS, mm-hmm. obviously. For yeah. those who didn't mm-hmm. know, it's sad. Hate Man. seeing stuff like that. Uh, Marty Skrull was there. Oh, Marty. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Oh, Marty. Day. Marty! Yeah. Um, Bruno, downtown How about Bruno, the ladies? Molly, Molly downtown Holly. Bruno? Oh, man. <laughs> I no, love downtown Bruno. Bruno. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Bruno's the best. Harvey you know, he in Memphis. Harvey did. Did he? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did he stay in his apartment Harvey. like Young Rock? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> With the bathroom kitchen? Oh, yeah. And he had that, that, that deep, deep voice. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Great to see you. <laughs> I heard he used to mouth off in bars because he was always there with wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, he's, he's a good guy. Your friend, your friend Jimmy Hart was there. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy. Yeah. Did you tell him I said hi? I said to him, I said, oh, you've been at a few conventions where my friend Brady Hicks and Bruce Wart were. And he goes, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're doing one in two weeks. Well, me and Jimmy are going to do it and hope uh, we're going to start the show and hopefully not get sued like by Michael Buffer for doing oh, a no. similar type entrance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Brett was there. He brought it, and, um, and the first time for in a long time, Stephanie, his wife, was with him. Oh, yeah, I saw that, yeah. He was wearing a chic 83 <laughs> shirt. Yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. <laughs> Were any of the special <laughs> ladies there? Any of Brady's ladies? Uh, Deanna Praza. <laughs> she used to be oh, my cool. lady. She hates me. No, I don't know. <laughs> she don't hate me, but <laughs> she hates... She hates the old promoter that we used to that we used to hang together yeah. in. So I guess oh, okay. by extension she hates me. Uh, uh, <laughs> Francine was there. Yeah. Oh, cool, uh, Francine. All right. Okay. Uh, I was like Francine. Oh, Tasha. Okay. Yeah. Few of those ECWA girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's cool. Is is Carrasco still with uh, Impact? Yeah, Ferrazzo, she's still with Impact? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And Sabu and uh, Cactus Jack were there. Oh, nice. Sabu and Cactus Jack. Wow. That's cool. That's cool. By the way, um, I, I did want to mention, I actually <laughs> meant to uh, mention it earlier in the show, and it slipped my mind, but you just reminded me with Sabu. Uh, and this is how my mind works. There's always like these weird kind of loose connections. So Sabu was managed by Melissa Coates, the genie. Mm-hmm. And Melissa Coates, um, I actually came to know her through a very good friend of mine by the name of Frank Cruda. 
Frank was nice. the uh, editor with Pro Wrestling Illustrated for a few years there, and he was like the kind of guy that would like he would give you the shirt off his back at a show if he needed them. Like he was incredible. Uh, a lot of people don't know Frank was actually the original host of this show um, before mm-hmm. I took it over from like January to April of 2009. Frank hosted it. It was called PWI Weekly before I took it over. And uh, yeah, and, and Frank, he was my writing buddy. He was my editor. He was my close friend. And um, Frank passed away on Thursday. For those who didn't know, oh, or, or mm-hmm. it's sad. Um, you know, he started he started having strokes in his early forties. He has like some sort of a mm. genetic condition that like causes it. So he had a series of strokes starting at about probably forty one or forty two. And uh, he just passed away. So, um, you know, just wanted to mention that because Frank has been absolutely instrumental to me. He was an early supporter of this show. Uh, Like I said, he hosted it. And then when he realized he didn't have the time to do it, he reached out to me and asked me if I'd like to take it over. And I'm the one that kind of built it into what it's become. But it never would have existed had it not been for Frank Cruda. So, you know, I, I'm going to miss him a whole lot. He was the one that I used to go to, like, old, like, ECWA and, like, WSU shows with. He's the one that introduced me to pretty much every woman who was on the main roster 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Everybody from, like, AJ Lee to, like, Awesome Kong to uh, to Victoria to Serena Deeb, uh, all those early women that we had on the show, Madison Rain, um just so many of them, ODB, um, it was all because of Frank. It was all because of Frank. Uh, Marty Bell, Tina San Antonio, the list goes on and on. You know, he just, he did so much for us. Rain, Mercedes Martinez, it was all because of Frank. So a lot of the connections, Mm -hmm. like when we have guests on this show or whatever, are people that Frank introduced me to or opened the door for me. So, um, at least the ones that I book. Obviously, the ones that Kathy pulls in are uh, separate from that. But, yeah, it's sad. I mean, Kathy, you knew Frank pretty well. I do remember him. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. I was bummed. And it was, like, one of those mm. things, like, I was just saying, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, I so Frank, at some point, he had a series of strokes, and, like, he was in the hospital, and I would go to visit him in the hospital. Then he was doing, like, you know, rehab, trying to, like, get back, being able to walk and function and, and think and everything like he used to. He was recovering from a stroke, you know? He was in rehab, and I'd go to visit him in rehab. And uh, one day I remember talking to, like, a family member, and I said something like, you know, I, um, you know, basically I, I, I found out that, like, he probably wasn't going to recover. And it was heartbreaking. And not long after that, they actually moved him to a nursing home. And uh, he got rid of his phone. And I lost all contact with him. So I was just Mm. saying to Kelly as recently as like a week or two ago that like, I really want to like find Frank and just visit him, even if he didn't remember me. But I thought he might remember me. So, yeah. But that ain't happening now. So It's sad. It is. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so anyway, sorry to kind of ramble about that, guys. Uh, what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a real quick commercial break. On the other side, we're going to open up the phone lines. Dustin, you're up next. Promise we're going to give you some time there. 
And, uh, you know, we'll continue to talk about some of these fascinating things going on in WWE. But the number to call in, guys, 914-338-1885. It's in the room. This is the VOC mm-hmm. Nation Wrestling Network, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Paul Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Uh, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? 
Well, I think uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an LA champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this. If the rules, as I always understood them, wanted to, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 On the OCNation.com. All right, in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, Brady Hicks here. Got Stro and Kathy with us as well. 914-338-1885. Dustin, one second. I know I've been promising for like a half an hour. You're up. One second. Just give me one second. Before we kind of dive back in, uh, Stro, what do you got going on for this week, man? Oh, well, uh, this Thursday night on WCW Retro, uh, I will be talking about The Undertaker. So we're in the Undertaker. So Ooh, you yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the full Undertaker uh, moment. You like to share if you really call in Friday night, uh, the Stro Zone at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time on Facebook.com slash the Maestro. Uh, the feature will be the Wolfman from back in the day. So Wolfman, nice. Yeah. And then two Saturday, for two. I'm doing an autograph. Right. I'm doing an right. autograph signing Saturday at Lion's Eye Games in Jacksonville, North Carolina, from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So, uh, nice. It's called a special Halloween pop swap for like Funko Pop dolls and everything. So, uh, come okay. by and see me. It's be a good time. Very cool. Very cool. And be sure to check all that stuff out, guys. Uh, Kathy, you got going on anything going on? I think you just got back to the convention. Not this weekend. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. I I I, li- I lighten my bookings, so I, I don't do as much. Um, <laughs> but it's all good. Uh, all right, let's go to the phones. You know, we were talking about Paul Bearer earlier. Dustin, you would make an excellent <clears throat> Paul Bearer if we ever had to bring him back. Uh, no thanks. Uh, 
right. So it's worth a shot, right? No, thanks. Miss 100% of the shots you never take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got you, brother. I could be Paul Bear. Don't take it too personally. How you doing tonight? Um, uh, yeah, watching that picture that picks the picks to watch the Warriors play the Lakers. Oh yeah, NBA is back, baby. Let's go Warriors for a back-to-back championship. Okay. They should call right. them the Ultimate Warriors. Well, <laughs> you know, I don't know if they're going to win back-to-back, but they, they, they'll, be, they'll be close, you know. And this little, this is LeBron James last year. He's retiring at the end of the season. Thank oh, God. Wow. Thank God. <laughs> I hate that guy. Well, he said hey, in the <laughs> he said in the interview uh, he gave to SPN the other day that he did say that this is like his last season. He has returned. Well, that's good. Oh, we wow. know he's not going to win the championship in his last year. Who knows? You know, this season could be crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, I got a feeling if he win. played Michael Jordan right now, Michael Jordan would still win. Oh, yeah, wow. uh, um, Raw last <laughs> night was uh, was was awesome. Like uh, it's getting better to watch. It was awesome, wasn't it? It is getting better. It was long, but it's getting yeah, the, better. The segment with uh, with Gallows, Anderson, and AJ Styles, and and the, and the Judgment Day, the, the, that's getting really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about every Mysterio jump to SmackDown just to get away? Wow. Yes. And he's the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. He's facing Gunter for the title now. Oh, wow. That's yeah. really good. He's not going to win, but that. that's great. Mm-hmm. Who knows, Brady? They, they, they've always pulled a swerve on everybody. Yeah. What were you saying, Kathy? And Elijah came back. Yes. Yes. Ezekiel with a beard. I was hoping uh, his yeah. brother and his dad were going to be out there with him. Well, Brady, last night I, I really thought that he was going to cost Rollins the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Because I also thought well, that Riddle and Elijah played or is he, uh, Elias. I, I yeah. thought that Riddle and Elias make beautiful music together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, here's. Here's the thing, Brady. Like, like the referee wasn't looking, and it, it, it last hits at me on Rawls. I really thought that it would if the referee would have saw that, he would have threw the match out. Right. But he didn't. But he did it, it while he wasn't good. looking. Yeah, right. but, you know, towards the end of the match, Riddle was going to win the title going for RKO, and he bumps into a last curb stop, one, two, three. Uh, Rawls retains. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I, like, I thought, like I thought was going to happen. Did you stand up and you was like, like I thought? No, actually, I was like, uh, I'm ready for uh, for Bobby Lashley to get back in the title picture and beat beat Rollins for the title. When I, I know it's going to happen, Bobby Lashley won a title back. What do you think about the idea of Bobby Lashley gaining seventy pounds? Yeah, I read an article. I read I read something about that online about how he was supposed to lose to to like a like like some. Uh, Local competitor or something, so some rookie, and then he's gonna be depressed about it, and then like like you're talking yeah. about, he's gonna get weight, yeah. and yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> It'd be really <laughs> funny. 
Yeah, yeah. 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 I think Bob West could do, could do that do that storyline. I think it would be interesting. You know, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I yeah, do with that. Well, they can. Well, he well when he, he well he's trying to lose weight. They can put him with Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, and Otis. They can show him how to lose weight. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh man. Maybe, maybe, can you imagine Richard Simmons trying to coach Bobby Lashley to get in shape? That was a great <laughs> idea I had, wasn't it? You have Richard Simmons come yeah. out of retirement. He'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Bobby. Yeah. Jump, Bobby. Jump. Lift those legs higher. Come on. Get those glutes. <laughs> I'm going to get them if you don't. Come on, Bobby. And then you can uh, have MVP Brady. come in for, like, the last, like, MVP could come in for, like, the last mile to get him home back where he used to be. You know? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I could just picture Bobby Lashley, like, 80 pounds of her weight. Just like getting like the crap beat out of him by Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, just be hitting him with all these drop kicks and stuff that he can't block. Uh, I was, Brady, I was wondering last night what they did uh, because of time. Did they did they did they really scrap the Miz and the Dexter Loomis match last night? They just had Miz just attack Dexter Loomis and not have the match. Uh, I really thought it was because of time. I think it's because the main <laughs> event was was. was was well, going to be shorter or something. I, I think it's because they're probably going to drag it out to uh, the Saudi Arabia show. And I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen with that. Miz will win somehow. We'll never see Dexter Loomis again. Oh, no way. Dexter Loomis is going to be on Raw. And Indy Hartwell's coming soon, too. They're even talking about her on the show now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It is cool. Well, it's really yeah. cool. Well, they're reforming that group the way because Cancel Ray's already there, Johnny Gargano's there. I love and it. Austin I love it. Do you think yeah. they'll rename Indy Hartwell as like main roster Hartwell? Uh, I don't know, but um, they should. Honestly, Brody, I think eventually it's going to be Johnny Gargano versus Austin Theory for the brief for the Money Bank briefcase. I think that's what's going to happen soon. Maybe, maybe. And I'm I'm hoping Gargano wins. Not a theory fan? Nope. Uh uh-uh. Nope. Never what'd been. What do you think about Happy be. Corbin? What do you think about Happy Corbin with JBL? That was interesting. <laughs> and that's who they traded Ray Mysterio <laughs> for. Yeah. Did they say that? Yeah, he uh yeah. Uh JBL's like the uh like like, like the, he said something about Ray Mysterio was traded for for the next next pick for, for oh, Okay, I, I missed that. I got yeah, you. Yeah, and here's the cool. thing: the the rosters the rosters don't mean anything now, because they could just oh. switch sides whenever they want anyway. Yeah, uh, the draft is supposed to take place next year after WrestleMania. Yeah, I know it was originally supposed to be October. I I think they ought to just get rid of the draft and just keep it like it is. Doesn't or really matter. Also, uh, put both rosters together for 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 uh, for both Raw and SmackDown, but have. Have Raw on SmackDown and SmackDown on Raw every week, so that that just makes just it so a lot like, better. Just do it like you're doing it now. You know, you just have random people switch, and and it'll be fine. Well, you, you get know? matches. It really doesn't matter what roster anybody's on, as long as you're showing the feud on one of your shows. It doesn't matter. Well, 
Well, Bernie, the match has to be going into in the going into the Crown Jewel show is either going to be Seth Rollins versus Elias or Seth Rollins versus Mustafa Ali for the U.S. title. Uh, yeah, maybe. Well, because maybe. the way Elias kept getting, kept getting involved in Seth Rollins' match last night, I figured that that's going to lead to either either to a one-on-one match or a triple threat match, and Rollins will, Rollins will go in there and win, you know, obviously. You know, they're going to keep the belt on the wall. He'll probably fight Mustafa Ali on Raw and then Elias on the pay-per-view. Well, I would love to see Mustafa Ali fight him on the the pay-per-view because that would be a heck of a match. It would be entertaining, you know. I've been wanting to see it for years, them going one-on-one on a match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be entertaining. People people would pay to see that, you know. Like, it's entertaining because Mustafa well, can Mustafa go. Mustafa like, Ali? Yeah, versus Rollins, yes. That would be a good match. I don't know that anyone's paying to see it. Well, it would be a good entertaining match, you know. Like, like go, uh, let him go at least 25 minutes, at least. Yeah, it would be like that time that Ricochet fought Brock Lesnar, you know. Be just like that. Oh yeah, about that. And I said, I'll, I'll wake up now. He was like, he's like, oh, oh well, congratulations on winning the title. But, but they're not going to give an assist to your buddy Brock Lesnar. And, and he's like, he's like, I won't mention it if you won't. And I thought that was funny. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so, um, You're um, funny dude. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Eventually, it's eventually. I think it's going to be either Rhea Ripley or someone else is going to face Bianca for the title at, at Crown Jewel. I think eventually. Did you see? Okay, so Ric Flair. I thought this was funny. Ric Flair said that Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair is going to be the next Rock versus Stone Cold. Oh wow! Oh man. Does that sound like that compete? Does that sound right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never Thanks thought for calling, that, Dustin. But, you know, yeah, hey. I didn't either. Uh, I I don't know that I would put. Um, I mean, Bianca Belair is obviously very over. Uh, I I don't know that I think either of them have reached Rock or Stone Cold level. Um, mm-hmm. I think the closest to them in recent years is probably Cena and Roman Reigns. I I don't know that anybody – I would even put Becky Lynch ahead of those two. Uh, maybe not Bianca, but it's pretty close. I mean, Becky Lynch was way more over at her height than either of those two right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. Well, uh, let's go to St. Louis. Louie Louie. What, what's going on, Louie Louie? How you doing? Tora. Hey. What's, go, what's going on, girly? Not much. You watching the Padres game? No. The Phillies are beating the Padres. Oh, wow. I know. It's like the Phillies are going to the World Series. Well, no, let's not say that yet, but they're looking good. They're looking yeah. very good. 
We're all excited here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys haven't had that excitement probably since the uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl, I guess. Yeah. In 2001, was it, or 2000? 99. It was 99, wasn't it? I don't know. Uh, Greatest show on turf, right? Tori Holt, Isaac Bruce, Kurt Warner. Yeah. My man, Dick Vermeil. Good, I'm good. I'm That's good. Good. Yeah, we're missing you. We're we're missing you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just sitting here Tor- watching the basketball game. Tori, you watch you watch raw. What what basketball game are you watching first of all? Lakers and Lakers and the Warriors. Oh, okay. It's the same one Dustin's watching. What a small world. Um. Yeah. Uh, you watch Raw, don't you? Yeah. Now, who is your favorite of the two Street Profits? Um, my cash for mine. Now, see, he's my favorite too. Stro, who's your favorite? Ford or Dog? Uh. uh. Monty, if you, if you don't want to say it's okay, yeah, yeah, yeah Mont- Well, I mean, I, I like them both because they both make up different. But but Mont- Montez is yeah. kind of like he, I think you can see him as like the breakout guy. Of the sure. Now here's yeah. the reason why I asked that, and I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. All three of us said Ford uh, because apparently WWE is really getting behind Angelo Dawkins. Like they think he's mm-hmm. improved his physique. They think he's gotten a lot better. That's why he keeps getting all these single matches. He had more single matches over the summer than he has in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And it's because they think that, like, I think he looks great. I'm not arguing that. It's just, like, I had Ford as, like, the definite, you know, he's the breakout star. And it's like I wonder right. if WWE really feels that way anymore. Like, wouldn't it be something if Angelo Dawkins was the one that lasted? Imagine that. That would be something. I know. I, I mean, I wouldn't have expected it. Yeah. I think I think Ford is, like, so charismatic, but I wonder if, like, they don't look at him like he could be a manager. Yeah. I don't know. But he's so good, though. He's so good. Tora... Mm. We're going with we're going with we're going with Montez Ford. We're going to say WWE doesn't know what they're talking about. How's that sound? Yeah. All right. Cool. Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. Anything else, Tora? Um, it's cold down here. Oh, oh yeah. How cold is it? It's it's four. It's forty-two here. Is it that cold? It's about 35. 35? Wow. Holy cow. Yeah. Why is it so cold there? Isn't it like hot house. and disgusting? It's crazy. You didn't your air conditioning on, did you? 
Yes. Wow. Yeah. It's going down to twenty eight. It's going to be twenty eight tonight, Tora, in St. Louis. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But then on Friday it'll be eighty, so it's okay. Oh yeah, we just get in this strange weather. Yeah. You know what happened, like, here? Like, in Philadelphia, it was 140 degrees. Um, what happened was um, we had, a, we had a, a, like, a small war with New York City. So they, like, they nuked us. Well, they missed. They hit Trenton by accident. That's why Rappel's not calling <laughs> in. Um, but it's 140 degrees right now because of the, the nuclear oh, bomb that, that New York set off in Trenton. They missed us, thank God. It would be like 160 here otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's insane. You know, we just yeah. have like, it's been dark for five days now because of the nuclear fallout. Yeah. It's been getting dark like 619. See, See that, that's, that's pretty bad too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably shouldn't joke around about that the way the world is right now, but yeah. It's mm-hmm. dark and cold world, Tora. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Something sticks into change, but I don't know what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know one thing I'm ready for Halloween though. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. What are you going to be for my Halloween? Job is having, uh, I'm going to be Michael Myers. All right. I thought you'd be something sexy. You're not going to be something sexy? My friends want me to wear an angel outfit. That's hard yeah. to find. Okay. I got you. They want me to go to this uh, Halloween party with them on the 28th. No. Uh, the 29th of this month, and you have to pay like $12 for your ticket. Okay. And yeah. if you're not there at a certain time, it's $20 at the door. Okay. Mm. So I'm guessing this that is sounds the best like fun. costume. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are you going to wear a mask to be Michael Myers, or are you just going to, like, just do your hair cool? I'm actually going to wear the mask. Wear a mask, okay. Okay, all right. Now, are we talking like Michael Myers from Wayne's World or like Michael Myers, like the scary guy? The scary guy. Okay, I was thinking like Wayne's World. (laughs) I got (laughs) you. All right, Tor. It's been a pleasure. I'm excited yeah, for Halloween. I get... What what should I be for Halloween? Huh. Hmm. Hmm. What did you say for Halloween? Hmm. What my should I be for said, Halloween? My daughter said Pennywise for the movie It. Yeah, but I don't like the oh, face wow. paint. Yeah. I don't like face paint. Now, like, if it were, like, January, that'd be fine because my face is that pale in the winter. But 
Yeah, I would just have to, mm-hmm. like, brush my little bit of hair up a little and out on the sides, and I'd be good. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the recommendation tour. I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. Yeah, you're welcome. Anytime. It was my <laughs> right, daughter's love- idea. It was a great idea, tell your daughter. And I hope everything's yep, good with you guys. You. She's going to be Michael Myers for Halloween also. Oh, you're both going to be Michael Myers. Yeah. Oh, wow. Would that make you MJ? Or make her MJ, Michael Jr.? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds but good. Love you, Tora. Halloween ends? I, I I haven't seen it now. You gotta see it. I don't it. want it to end, so I haven't watched it. Oh man, you gotta I don't want go it. see. If it. I don't see it, then it doesn't end. Right. Do you think there will be another Halloween movie? I think there will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Well, I love you. Thanks for calling in. I love you, too. All right. Take care. There <laughs> we go. That was Tora. Tora. That was Tora. Uh, <laughs> Stro, before we get out of here, I, I did want to talk about um, – so Melina did an interview. I remember Melina. I love Melina, by the way. She was the oh, yeah. Eminem, fantastic wrestler. She had a cameo on the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble this year. It lasted like 45 seconds. Major heat on oh, Sasha awesome. Banks for eliminating her, all that whole thing. But Molina said mm-hmm. that back in the day in WWE when the women, when they did something that the office wasn't happy about, they would punish them mm-hmm. by giving them like bra and panty matches or bikini matches or costume. They would basically – it's something that they could never get away with today, but I find it amazing that even 10 years ago or 15 years ago that they thought that they could. And they did. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. These are the same people who heard about the, the cries for the women's revolution. And Vince said, we hear you. Change is coming. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. I, don't wow. know. I just found it interesting. But. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, I, I guess that's gonna. <clears throat> sorry, that's gonna do it for tonight. I guess. Um, yeah. I. I mean, do you have anything else? I. I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm good here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think we're good. Um, all right. So, let people know what they what they can look forward to this week from from the show, please. All right. WCW Retro Thursday night, 19 Eastern Standard Time. We'll be talking to The Undertaker. So you guys want to check the stories, uh, see the cool man. And then uh, Friday night, the Slow Zone, Facebook.com. The Slow Show to myself at midnight Eastern Standard Time. The teacher will be the Wolfman. Come back in the day, and then I'm doing a uh, autograph signing at the Halloween Pop Block at, at the uh, Lion Eye Dames. Uh, store in Jacksonville, North Carolina from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you always a blast here. Sure, it's always a blast. You know, I dated a wolf woman in college once. She had How a... How was that? 
Well, she had amazing, like, sideburns, much better than I ever could have, so. Oh, nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was all good. Ah, the good old days. Well, thank you, everybody. (coughs) Sorry about that. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to In the Room this week on on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. Uh, Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Uh, Kathy, Stro, uh, Derek, Matt, the whole gang, just incredible, top-notch. Thank you guys so much for that. Uh, ECWA returns November 5th with the 55th anniversary show. The Joey Ace challenged Erica Lee for the ECWA Heavyweight Championship. Travis Lee challenged Misha Ulala for the World One title. And so much more. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. That's going to do it for this week, everybody. Take care. Be good to each other. Uh, be nice. And uh, remember that we love you. There's a lot of love out there, so everybody, please remember that. And, of course, go Phil. Everybody take care. <laughs>